It's 9 a.m. Central. That means Small Business Mornings is on the air. I'm your host, Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. And on today's show, is Monday feeling a little bit overwhelming? Well, I've got a swift kick in the to-do list to get you back on track. We are going to shatter a myth today that young entrepreneurs are better. In fact, a new study says older entrepreneurs got it going on. So if you're an older entrepreneur, you're going to love this episode. And I have to share the single worst podcast I've ever heard. And I'm going to share it so you don't suffer the same fate if you create podcasts. Our meme of the day is poking fun at fall-obsessed people. And our question of the day has to do with podcasts. Have you ever bought anything from a podcast or an infomercial, and was it any good? I have. We will swap stories. If you're joining us for the first time, guess what? You found Small Business Mornings. It's a daily live stream at 9 a.m. Central for solopreneurs and small business owners who are tired of building their business all by themselves. I host this show every day to bring everyone together so we can catch up on the news and build a community of like-minded folks who believe in positivity, abundance, and collaboration over competition. We're working together to make our business dreams come true. And the mission of this show and the Idea Collective is simple. Don't grow it alone. So say good morning in the chat when you join us. Hello, Kim. It's lovely to see you. Teresa, thank you for joining us. Stephanie Kern in the house. And if you're watching this on replay, say hello as well. That way everyone can get to know you as a part of the show. A quick reminder before we get into the news, this show is moving on LinkedIn. Currently being broadcast in my personal LinkedIn profile, it's moving to its own Small Business Mornings page on Monday the 24th. So if you are watching us on LinkedIn, make sure you subscribe to this page. Or if you're watching on YouTube, you can always subscribe to the channel by clicking that cute little QR code up there. So thank you for joining us. How about we get into it? Good morning, Jennifer and Stephanie. It's great to see you. How do you get ready for Monday? We're starting a new week. And if you're a small business owner, that should not happen by accident. If you're letting the week happen to you, you're not doing it right. So this morning, I woke up and thought, hey, I've got a whole day to do stuff. What will I do today? And it hit me, I didn't do my prep work for the week. And I thought, you know what? We should probably talk about that on the show. Because if you're waking up this morning thinking, well, what am I going to do this week? Here's my to-do list. <clears throat> Wrong. We have to take control of our week if we want to be successful. So if you've got the Monday feelings, good morning, Barbara, where you're thinking, oh, what do I have to do this week? Let's go through a few things that might help you make Monday feel a little less overwhelming. You must control your time, your tasks, and your energy. Time, tasks, and energy. I would bet most small business owners feel like Monday, that's our chance to start the week fresh and get back to work. But we've got bad habits. Almost everyone. Maybe you don't. I certainly do. I've got bad habits. Boy, do I have bad habits and scar tissue, and warped priorities, and <laughs> all of that. So if you're thinking Monday's a little overwhelming, let's start with how we control our time. 
Many of us do not control our own calendar. You should know right now, today, looking into the rest of the week, when are my deep work opportunities? Or as I like to call them when Abby and I are having our morning meeting, when will I have study hall? You determine your study hall by figuring out when you're the most productive and then fiercely protecting that time. No one else can get in that space. That is my time to do my thing. And the easiest way to do that is to use Calendly or Google Calendar and just block off your peak times as busy. That action is super easy, but sometimes people feel guilty. Hey, can you meet on Thursday? And you look and you've got study hall. No, 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 you can't meet on Thursday. You've got study hall. Taking a meeting with yourself so you can get stuff done is not something to be shamed for. Absolutely do that today. Right now, you should have three study halls minimum blocked off on your calendar. Next, let's talk about tasks. My good friend, Julie Miller Davis, she's the productivity queen. I certainly am not. And she could teach you all about how to do this. So if you really want to know how to handle your tasks and be more productive, endorsement, reach out to Julie Miller Davis. She's the best. But here's my take. You need to know what must be done this week at the highest level. You simply just can't start the day without knowing the top three things that got to get done this week. Do you know? What are the three things you got to get done? What are they? If you don't know that right now, you're going to get swallowed up by other people's priorities. And you'll wake up on Friday and think, oh my gosh, I didn't do what I needed to do. Or where did this week go? Priority today, study halls and your three big things. For me, I have a keynote speech and idea slam to perform this Friday night at Wendy Babcock's Warrior Unchained meeting. Looking forward to that. I got to get ready. I've got a day-long meeting on Wednesday with my biggest sponsor, Bank59. And I've got some work to do on the 2023 Idea Collective Conference. Those are my three big things. As soon as this show is over, you have to identify those three big things. I'm not even kidding. You got to know, you got to know, you got to know. That's calendar. Those are tasks. Let's talk about energy. Now, some shows will say, well, energy. When are you going to work like a maniac? I like to start the other way. When are you going to rest? When will you exercise? When will you see your kids or your spouse or your hobbies? You take all that stuff out and then what's left, that's your work time. Those things are the priorities, are they not? I mean, if I asked you right now, hey, you, hi, Stephanie, what does success look like? Stephanie is not going to tell me working 15-hour days and never doing anything else. On Monday, especially when we feel overwhelmed, we must install a system that allows us to take care of the big tasks, gives us some study halls, and allows us to exercise and pursue our hobbies and have family dinners and write that book and practice the keynote and see your parents and walk the dog and do whatever. That's the point of all of this anyway. So as you sit there right now, pondering the week, the most powerful thing you can do 
is not a bunch of work and put your head down and hustle and grind and all that BS. No. The most powerful thing you can do is commit to the right choices even when they're hard. Think about that super successful person. That person that's seemingly years in front of you. The one getting the big stages or selling all the books or doing whatever it is that you want to do with your life. That person has the same amount of time in the week as you do. And, I hate to say it, you've got plenty of time in the week to build your rocket ship or to get fit or to have a great relationship with your kids or be purposeful or intentional about what you're creating in the world. Choices, commitment, priorities, They are all yours to make. If you're sitting there right now thinking, ah, I'm just so overwhelmed. I've got so much to do. Well, fix it. Fix it. That's how you fix it. So fix it. Let's get Monday off on the right foot and build something amazing. Okay, I'm going to stop lecturing you. Let's get into some other news stories. If it feels like startup culture gets all the publicity, and young entrepreneurs are coveted, that's because they are. (laughs) They are. Rich folks with money want young people with big ideas so they can 10x their money. That's where most of the energy in startup culture is placed. But what if it's misplaced? A new study finds that older entrepreneurs are actually more innovative. Now, would you believe that? Would you believe that? Older entrepreneurs, more innovative. No, probably not. But a study of 2,900 founders found that entrepreneurs over 50 are more likely to bring radical innovations to the market than younger entrepreneurs. Right? Go older people. (laughs) Not only did they find They bring these bigger ideas to the market. They found that for every 10 years of age that that increases, the founder's likelihood to introduce a market novelty product went up by 30%. Also, for every 10 years, 26% more sales than the average person. So you may be saying, Pat, why is that? You know, that's a damn good question. How about I answer that? Yeah, why don't you answer that? Why? Why? Older founders tend to benefit from managerial experience and personal wealth when starting a firm. And that's kind of the truth, right? When I look back to starting my own business, if I tried to do this at 24, I never would have made it. First of all, I was 24 and I was dumb. No disrespect to 24-year-olds, I was dumb at 24. But I didn't have any money. Like I had no money. Like looking between the couch cushions to order a pizza, no money. And at 24, I couldn't have survived with two years of barely making anything like I did when I started this thing. And if I didn't have 20 years of experience building brands and managing people in the radio industry... I wouldn't have known anything. Now, the study did find that younger entrepreneurs, 
will introduce a larger number of innovations, but they found that their innovations were more common and not as radical as older entrepreneurs. Is that because we're like YOLO, like we're older and we're like, well, let's just break the system because it's wrong. Like we've lived long enough to know what's wrong with it. Is that why? It's an interesting study. So if you're an older entrepreneur and you think that the younger entrepreneurs get all the love, it's because they do. But don't forget, you have the opportunity to make great big change. So I say, I propose we celebrate by watching Seinfeld and listening to Tears for Fears while swilling a new Coke and choking down on a Long John Silver's combo platter on our way to see Rocky Three in our Buick Skyhawk. <laughs> All of those things were in my life at one point. And I even thought, I need to think of an old fast food joint. Long John Silver's used to be the thing. When I was like 20, it was like, oh, yeah, I'm getting me some hush puppies. Like, when's the last time you thought about Long John Silver's? Really? No. But hey, hooray for us. Finally, some respect for older founders. I received some feedback on the show that people like it when I rant. And I don't try and rant. I don't rant for rant's sake. But I got to rant. I got, I got to. Are we okay with that? Do you have coffee? Are you comfy? Are you good? Because I've got some podcasting advice that's going to be a little bit ranty. Now, I am not an expert on podcast podcasting, but I know enough to be dangerous with my radio background and the fact that I'm doing it. And I need to share something or I might explode. I listened to the worst podcast I've ever heard this weekend. It was so bad for your benefit. I need to share it with you. So if you're thinking about or you're doing a podcast, you're not committing the crimes of this podcaster. Like Geneva Convention war crimes. That's how bad it was. To set it up, I want you to be aware of a concept. Because I don't want your listeners to suffer. If you're creating audio content or you know, audio, video, like we're doing here. You got to know the association between the time they're spending and the value of their time. Podcast audiences most of the time are listening to your show in a time-shifted scenario. This show is a little bit different. It's live. But people are watching it on the replay. Hello, replay folks. That means they can skip through whatever you're saying. Or if you don't pay off enough, they just might never come back if you're talking too much. The problem of this show was that the host took way too long to get into the content. I mean, it was a clown show. I couldn't even believe it. I actually felt like it was a gag. I really felt like there has to be something, like someone's watching me listen to this. I found the show. I clicked on it. How to do this. Like, yes, I want to know how to do this. So the show begins. Okay. Show begins. Can't wait to learn how to do this. And here comes this huge pre-produced open 
Welcome to the show where we do X, Y, Z, A, B, C. There's music. There's clips from previous episodes. It just goes on and on and on and on. On this show, we teach the children of the world to dance and sing so we can fly at supersonic speeds and eat delicious cakes and 30 more seconds of music. The music fades out. And I'm thinking, oh my God, what have I gotten myself into? Does this sound familiar yet? Here comes the host. A- after the music faded for like 30 seconds, here comes the host. And their their microphone was like this. Welcome to the show. Okay. That was just a little, that was for me. Here comes the host. Welcome to the show. I'm the show and it's called the show. I'm like, okay, I get it. Get on with it. Well, on this show, we do these things. And it repeated everything that the previous minute and a half had said. And I'm thinking, oh, come on. I'm breathing. I'm thinking this this isn't happening. Well, on today's show, we're going to talk about the issue that Pat wanted to know about. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. It's a real pain point and we're going to solve it for you. Yes, give it to me. Give it to me. Yes. But before we get into it, I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. I'd like to have you rate, like. Subscribe, review, comment, tag, tweet, Insta, repost, Patreon, Google review, snail mail this show to everyone you've ever met on the planet, including the people on the train with you right now. Kill me. Okay. After that, the host says, okay, now we're going to talk about the issue. I'm like, oh, mercifully, we're finally going to get into the issue. But before we get into that, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. There's no way. This is a true story. Before we get into that, I want to share a little bit about me. Like, oh my God, no. I'm a TEDx speaker and I wrote a crappy book and uh, I'm about uh, my why. And my why is to save the whales and spend time with my kids and play Plinko and listen to radio dramas and fix the environment and march in parades and play the tuba and cure cancer. So I'm really glad that you're with it. I'm like, you've. this is now a bit. This is a bit. This has to be a bit. Please shoot me. Okay. With that, let's explain the thing Pat wants to know. Yes, please. Yes. But before we get into that, I'm like, no, no, no. I'd like to thank our sponsors. Our sponsors are Food in a Box and Mattress Company You'll Never Try. Listen, guys. I personally use food in a box so I could have my garlic and chicken flown in, freeze-dried in an overnight box because I can't be bothered to go to the store like a grown-up. And I love the mattress company because it was fun to take out of the box. I have to say they're miracles of innovations that will cure world hunger and solve the energy crisis. Both of these sponsors are making an amazing impact and making this podcast possible. You should go to their website Using the promo code kill me now for 7%. <laughs> like, no. no, no, please, please make it stop. Please make it stop. At this point, I'm just listening because this is an audio car crash and I can't look away. Right. Let's roll up our sleeves and get into it. Oh, yes. 
But before we do that, I want to remind you that I'm putting out this essential content every week in our newsletter, so make sure to sign up for Spamalama Ding Dong, my weekly newsletter, where you get into life-changing content. And this is me, just gripping the steering wheel with both hands. And I wasn't even driving. I was on a walk. I'm just walking down the street. Murder, rage, strangle. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even get to the topic. I had to turn it off. And I looked. I stopped walking. I opened Spotify. I looked at the podcast. This host had gone seven and a half minutes of just setting stuff up. Please. Please, for the love of the craft, for personal respect of listeners and viewers everywhere, get on with it. Sponsors have their place. I love sponsors. And audiences will respect you and your sponsors if you pay off. Promotion has its place. I'd love to have you be an Idea Collective member. I'd love to have you subscribe to the YouTube channel you're watching this on. But if you don't pay off, if you're constantly going to tease, you're going to lose credibility. Here's the big flashing headline. You, me, nobody is good enough to hold a listener for seven minutes without paying off. Not Joe Rogan, not Mr. Beast, not you, not me, nobody. Nobody. Please, I beg you, please determine how long it takes you to get into the content. Shrink it down. Slim it up. The universal audience thanks you. This is Small Business Mornings, a daily live stream at 9 a.m. Central for solopreneurs and small business owners. Those of us that are tired of building our business all by ourselves, and every day we catch up on the news and build a community of like-minded business owners who believe in positivity, abundance, and collaboration over competition. We're working together to make our business dreams come true. The mission is simple. Don't grow it alone. And EB, you're right. You're explaining it great because I found that and they lose me. You were so patient to stay so we could learn not to do it. EB, it took everything I had. But it got to be so bad, I, I honestly just needed to listen to it all for science. And I still wanted to learn the thing that the person was going to teach, but I, I couldn't take it anymore. It was just awful. We got one more story before we do our meme of the day and our question of the day. Have you ever bought anything from a podcast or an infomercial? Before we do that, our final news story. Have you seen gas prices? Oof. They're high again, right? It's not just me. They are high. They're, they're creeping back up. Oil is over $90 a barrel. At least it was last time I looked. So NPR did a story on how to save money on gas and increase your gas mileage. The summary of the story is, 
have no fun driving your car. Because when we have fun, we get terrible gas mileage. Here are their tips. And they're all accurate. So if you want to spend less on gas, drive like this. Avoid high speeds. Mileage decreases above 50 miles an hour. Combine short trips. That makes sense. Keep your tires properly inflated. Guilty. I've had the tire light on for like three years. Totally guilty. And do you do this in the winter when the tire light goes on? You just wait till spring and it warms up and it's, it goes off. <laughs> like about November, my tire light will go on. Bing, inflate your tires. You know, April will come soon enough. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a bad example, but it's true. They say don't use the AC as much and keep your windows closed, stuffy. They say AC uses 20% more fuel. They also say don't accelerate or brake too hard. Another 20% ding on your mileage if you accelerate too fast. And then lighten the load. The story said to take the spare tire out of your trunk. I thought about that and thought, I don't know about that one. And it also said, take all of the unnecessary stuff out of your trunk, which I thought, oh, I'm not going to happen because my golf trunk is spectacular. I have probably five changes of clothes, a hundred golf balls, my golf clubs, shoes, jackets, hats. It looks like golf galaxy threw up in a car. That's what my trunk looks like. And then it says, make sure you get your car serviced regularly. Also on my dashboard, the oil change light has been on since the Clinton administration. So I'm not doing my part to get better gas mileage. But if you want better gas mileage, those are some power tips on how you can get more having less fun driving your car. How about our meme of the day? Director of meme, Abby Miller, Stories Frame Photography, sent this one to me. Thank you, Abs. And it shines the light on how much we love fall. You love fall? We love fall. Let's do our meme of the day. The sign says, pumpkin spice tacos are here. Just kidding. Drink tequila. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> So many things in life would be solved if we just drank tequila. I could listen to someone's podcast if I was drinking tequila because I wouldn't care that they went on for seven and a half minutes before I had to, uh, I had to go drink tequila life tip right there. All right. Let's talk about buying stuff from an infomercial or a podcast. The people that are really good at selling things, they really make you want them. And there's a way to showcase sponsors or position products that make your audience go, well, damn, I need that. And then you'll sell some stuff. So have you ever bought an item from an infomercial on TV or a sponsorship inside of a podcast? And was it any good? That's what I want to know. Because sometimes you look at it and you think, that Floby is not right? The Floby could probably handle my hair because there's really no styling that needs to happen. But that product isn't really as good as it looks, right? 
As I was pondering this question today, I thought of two things that I have purchased from infomercials or podcasts. I was teasing earlier about the food in a box, but Abby and I have done the food in a box where they mail you the food in the box. And here was my takeaway from the food in the box. I'm fat. <laughs> I'm just, I, yeah, because you get the food in the box and the food in the box comes and everything's pre-portioned and chopped up. Instructions are really clear, completely idiot proof. They're great. And the food was always good. But we'd make the food in the box and we'd go, this is for four people? It was, I'm eating too much. We just couldn't get enough food out of the food in the box. And then the other thing is, I just, I don't understand how taking garlic, chopping it up, wrapping it in plastic, putting it on a plane, freeze-dried, overnighted to my house, is any good for anyone. I'm sure environmentally the impact is still the same or whatever, but I just didn't feel right about it. It felt like, what can I do to save the environment? Not overnight a lime. Not have a cup this big of sour cream use jet fuel. Maybe that's one of the things that I could do. Let's see. We've got some feedback here. Stephanie says, I'm a sucker for those sales. I buy way too much from podcast infomercials and the worst Instagram. Oh, that is the truth. Some of those online ads will get you. Okay, Stephanie, think of one thing that you bought. Was there one thing that you bought that was really good or really bad? I want to know all about it. And EB says, I've not bought anything directly from podcasts, but I followed them online and consumed their content and later on might have gotten one of their workshops. That's true. Because you can watch a creator long enough that you do want to participate in their stuff. Okay, the other thing that I've purchased, and this was a good one. So food in a box was kind of a letdown because I eat too much. But this one, this one worked. Have you seen those coasters that go underneath your furniture, that slide your furniture around? Those things work. Those things really work. It's a piece of plastic with like a soft thing on it too. And you put it under the legs of your couch or your furniture, which allows you to push them over a carpeted surface. And you know what? That's really saved the old back several times. Those amazing sliders or whatever they're called. I saw that on TV and I'm like, I need those. It was like 30 bucks though. It probably cost them $6 with shipping. But I'm telling you, those things actually worked. Okay, so here we go. Instagram. Yes, Abby says Instagram. Stephanie, I need you to tell me one of the things that you bought. Let's see. I, the best is the Jolie showerhead filter. Have you seen the Jolie showerhead filter? Because Stephanie says that that thing actually works. And then Jennifer Aniston. I know it's Anderson, but I call her Aniston. An infomercial when I was a teenager, the Stop the Insanity Dieting Book. Did it work, Jennifer? You're like a fitness freak, so it must have worked. You look fabulous. 
And we have to double back on something to end our conversation today. We were challenging Eva Barbara. She had never had a Diet Coke at McDonald's before. And I said, once you have a Diet Coke at McDonald's, let us know what you think. Because my contention is it's the best Diet Coke in the world. Well, it has happened that I'm having diet, having Coke Zero lately. So I found that Diet Coke is a little too sweet and the flavor was more in the syrup kind of taste. That is true. The McDonald's Diet Coke is really sweet, but that's why it's so good. Thank you, EB, for sharing. I appreciate that. And then there, the dieting book. No, it didn't work, but it was entertaining. Very good. You can uh, really move some product through podcasts and infomercials and Instagram ads, but do they work? Who knows? How about we move some product right now? Are you coming to the Idea Collective Small Business Conference? I've been working overtime to put this thing together, and it's time to get excited because Marcus Limonis from CNBC is our keynote speaker, and his fundamental process for small businesses, people, product, process, is the thing that turns small businesses around. He's going to come at the conference and tell us all about his secret sauce, and he's going to be the mentor for some of our small business owners in the room. He's the business turnaround king. We get to learn from him during the conference. We're also going to have an entire day of workshops where you learn from our presenters and do the work in the room. So when you get back to the office on Monday, you have work ready to go. This is highly rated, so much fun. It's the small business event of the year. Get out of your business and come work on it, not in it. Three days, four-star resort, the beginning of November. It is a blast. Click the QR code or head to smallbizretreat.com and you can get in the room with us. Do not miss the Idea Collective Small Business Conference presented by Bank59. All right, I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. Today, we went all over the place. We talked about getting Monday all set and ready to go. I shared my pain for your benefit. So maybe podcasters will get on with it. We talked about gas mileage. We did a little bit of everything. So now the week is off and running. I hope you know your three big things. Go get that stuff done. We'll be back here Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. ready to smart, ready to start your small business day. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. We'll see you tomorrow at 9 a.m. Central. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, it's Pat. I want to make sure you know about an upcoming event we're calling the Backstage Brainstorm. I do this show every day to bring people together so we can grow our businesses with one another. The next step is to join us for a brainstorming meeting. I want to meet you. I want to get to know you and your business. And I want to introduce you to the Idea Slam feedback and brainstorming sessions that we do inside the Idea Collective. It's a totally free, totally fun event. Click the link and you can sign up and be our guest. The Backstage Brainstorm is coming up next on September 27th. All right, let's start the show.